Storm Bowling Products, the Bowler's Company presents the Storm Collegiate Spotlight with Steve Klimkin and Tim Berg. Storm's Executive Director of Marketing and Above180.com's Tim Berg are going to introduce a variety of collegiate players, coaches, and key people involved in promoting the sport of bowling. Now, here's Coach K and Tim Berg. Joining us on the Storm Collegiate Spotlight is Brian and Shannon O'Keefe. Brian is the director of bowling for McKendry University and former assistant coach with Team USA. Shannon is the coach of the women's team at McKendry University. So Shannon and Brian, I really want to thank you for joining myself and Coach Casey of Clemkin here on the Storm Collegiate Spotlight. Well, thanks thank for you. having me. And thanks for having us. Awesome. Well, Brian, it's, we thought we'd get you on. You're, some big news for yourself as you were named the Junior Team USA head coach. So talk about that and, you know, what it really means and how, I mean, just how honored you have to be to be asked to coach, you know, Junior Team USA and, and help the team out. Yeah, I mean, honored is a perfect word to describe it. Um, you know, it comes with a tremendous responsibility, and it is most certainly a privilege that I do not take lightly. Um you know, I just want to thank everybody from the powers that be at USBC, from Chad Murphy to Rod Ross and to Neil Milligan uh, for giving me the opportunity. You know, I've been a part of the program for about the last six or seven years. So um, and now to be able to kind of take the reins and kind of go do, you know, just have a vision of, you know, certain things that I want to see. So um, it's exciting and definitely, definitely an honor. No question about it. Yeah, are you uh, are you at liberty to talk about that at all? As far as uh, what you're, you're saying, maybe some possible changes. You know, when you're actually um, in the head coach type of position, maybe you have the ability to to maybe take the team maybe a couple different directions or, or maybe take a different approach to it. Is that any anything that you're at liberty to discuss right now? Uh, well, obviously, you know, I'm only been on the in the gig for about a week, so there's lots of things that may come down the hatch later. But in terms of, I just meant more. Um, you know, coaching McKendry and uh, being a part in the collegiate uh, ranks has really kind of, I think, you know, I've, I've just gotten to know that age group a little bit better. So um, nothing, nothing big in terms of, you know, crazy changes, just in terms of, uh, you know, you know, just the way that I, that I like to see things go and, and from that type of manner. And Shannon, we'd be remiss, 2017 really started off as a bang in the O'Keefe household as you go out to Team USA Trials, and surprise, surprise, you're selected again based on your performance and uh, end up making the team, and um, and just talk about that and just talk about what that is like for you. I mean, I, I, I can't say it seems, it, it's old hat, because it, but it just has to be something that... I mean, it's just, uh, it's always that experience. And what does it feel like when it, when it, when you keep, you know, when you go to this and you continue to, to bowl like you have been out there at the uh, trials? Well, Team USA is an extremely important part of both brides in my life. And we love this program. It's been a huge part of our life for a really long time. And uh, to be able to go out and compete to earn a spot to represent your country is one of the most humbling experiences every single year, it never changes. It's just an extremely humbling yet very honored to be able to represent my country. Um, now, whether I travel throughout the year with Team USA or that I can just brag about the fact that I'm still part of the team after so many years, it's, it's, I just feel incredibly blessed. I, I don't know how else to say it. 
uh, I have said to many people that if that feeling ever changes, then it's time for me to retire. And I'm very happy <laughs> that it hasn't changed yet. Now, when you were bowling, Shannon, on the PWBA tour, you got to see a lot of the international players because we had a lot of players from overseas that came and competed from Asia and from Europe. And what do you, you know, what do you see when you're uh, thinking about uh, competing around the world for Team USA? How do you, how do you characterize the competition and the talent level around the world? Well, they're definitely getting stronger every year. Our competitors are getting better and better and better, which I think for me and my fellow teammates, um, I know that it drives us. I can speak, I think, for everybody. It continues to push us to continue working hard to try to stay up near the top. Um, you know, first and foremost, we want to win medals for our country. And being able to do that against a bunch of these young kids um, that are getting better and better every year, it's a, such a great feeling. The girls that came over this year to compete on the PWBA Tour are incredible players and to be able to bowl against them all throughout the summer, but then also see them in international competition um, is just a lot of fun. The biggest thing is, I think for us Team USA players that have traveled internationally, we've seen these kids for a really long time. The first time we saw the majority of the Singapore girls who just came over and dominated when they were over here, uh, we saw them in 2011, and I think I remember us all laughing that the oldest girl on the team had just turned 25, and we were just laughing at like just how crazy and how young they were and that they were going to be really, really, really good. That was in Hong Kong, wasn't it? The, the World Championships yeah. in Hong Kong, I think. Yeah, that's right. So, Shannon, what advice do you pass along to maybe some of the, the folks for make, making the team for the first time? Enjoy every minute of it. Uh, don't ever take it for granted. I think a lot of times it's very easy for people to take successes and and potentially maybe have it change them a little bit. I, I think confidence is a great thing, but it's a very, very fine line of confidence and kind of going, in my opinion, the negative way to the more arrogant side. Um, it would be em embrace it. Uh, there's a lot of veteran players on the team. And so my suggestion or advice to those young players is ask a lot of questions and uh, it just love every minute of it because you just never know when it's going to be your one and only year or if, you know, you're lucky enough to be on the team for 10 plus years. And so just take every moment of it like it's your last. Now, I like that word you mentioned there, Shannon. This, this question actually is going to go for Brian, but confidence. Now, that's something, you know, when you're talking about coaching and you're talking about all the players you're working with, how do you approach that as far as, a, you know, looking at maybe a player's mental game and you're looking at their, you know, what's going on uh, in the six inches and, in you know, between the ears uh, versus just coaching the physical game and shot execution? Well, I, I can most certainly say from the coaching perspective, it's it's huge. Uh, you know, we did a study uh, back when I worked at the ITRC in Arlington, and we came, pretty much did the math on, you know, like a five-person team game in international competition uh, versus the amount of time it takes to complete a set of bowling. So you bowl three games, but it takes, let's say, three hours to bowl that set. 
you know, how long are you actually competing and performing the sport of bowling? And we figured that most people bowl, it takes about two and a half to three seconds to bowl. So to make the math easy, I think we just went with three seconds. But long story short, it turned out that you are actually only bowling for about 1.25% of the time, like physically throwing a bowling ball. So the other 90, the other 98 and a half plus percent is just time for you to either get in your own way or for you to kind of rise above it. And, you know, you know, all the typical cliches, you know, taking a shot at a time, um, not looking around, you know, just being focused on your own game, all those things, you know, cliches are cliches for a reason because most times they're correct and they work. So, um, you know, most certainly the mental side of things is just a huge piece of it. And, you know, especially when you work, when you start looking at the international level, um, you know, for like the adult teams of men and women team USA and internationally, or even now the juniors, you know, the 21 and under roughly, you know, the skill level is so good that it's really what separates the people are between the ears. So I am a huge proponent of the mental side of things and, you know, the importance of it. So, Brian, I'm, in, um, I'm almost finished with uh, Dr. Dean's latest book called Bowling Psychology, but one of the things that he has that kind of hits on what you just discussed there a little bit on coaching is he has, he has a quote in there from John Wooden who says, a coach is someone who can give correction without causing resentment. Now, in all your years of coaching, whether that be collegiate players, whether it be what you've done, even just uh, you know being a gold-certified coach, some people you've coached on the side, how have you been able to implement that? Because that is true. I mean, you can't come across so brash i guess that the person's going to be resentful to your good advice yeah no that's a great point i think one of the one of the things that i always try and like a checks and balances of myself is you know i have to try and be their friend um you know be there for them um in their time of need and when they need me um have their respect so that you know when things are going you know if i want to you know, tell them what's going on. They respect me, but then also in a way, you know, have them also have a little bit of, you know, you know, a little fear. A little fear yeah. Quite honestly, um, to where those three areas, if you can combine all those three, you know, in my opinion, that's really what uh, makes a great coach or mentor or leader is if you can sort of bring in all those three areas and mesh them together to make, uh, you know, the best coach possible. But it, it is, it's, you know, it can be hard at times. It seems like you're kind of nagging them, you know, come on, let's do this, do this, do this. Um, you know, and it's, it's walking that fine line to where you don't seem like you're just constantly always focusing on the negative and not the positive. So that's why I always try and just keep a check, keep a check and balance of that sort of theory in my head. Yeah, Shannon, if you want to expand on that on how you're able to do that with the, the McKendry uh, women and what you're able to use. Yeah, again, I'm just adding on with Brian. You, Brian, I make a really, really good team. You know, the buttons that push me are the buttons that Brian's like super calm about and vice versa. So we, first of all, make a really great team. So, you know, times in the heat of battle and competition when I'm starting to get a little flustered or frustrated with stuff, he's the one that kind of like, you know, all right, settle down, Shannon, it's going to be fine. And vice versa, you know, it's so... First of all, that we just make a really great team. Uh, we're really great coworkers when that comes to that. But you're right. You know, we don't ever want our, our girls to resent us. And I think the biggest thing for us at McKendry is our our girls, our our kids. They're they're truly our kids. It's a big family for us. You know, Brian and I unfortunately um, don't have children of our own. Uh, 
we would have loved to have had children of our own. Uh, and so our kids have really become our kids. And I think that that's a big part of it. I am a true believer that you don't get respect unless you give respect. And that's something that just because we are their coaches doesn't mean that we just demand respect because we're your coach. No, we're going to earn your respect because we are going to also respect you. The biggest part of our job is making sure that when our kids graduate, that they are responsible, respectful young adults when they leave our program. And you can teach that through bowling as well. And so I think that has really helped us um, thus far in finding ways to kind of tiptoe around the border of the resentment. You know, hopefully our kids never resent us. I I think also having open lines of communication, uh, we don't have all the answers all the time and we're going to make mistakes. And we're most certainly not the coaches that when things go wrong, we blame it on the kids. But when everything goes right, we take all the glory. We are not those coaches. We are a team and that's from top to bottom. And so I think all of that just kind of helps with staying on the right side of our kids ever resenting us. Well, I think you guys have a terrific thing going on there at the university. And I'll, I'll, let, you, I'll let you guys decide who wants to answer this or maybe both of you. Uh, but what's your, what's your guys' philosophy of regarding recruiting? How do you recruit players for the McKendry program? Uh, well, I would say that, yeah, I guess any way we can, really. Um, you know, the first thing is we want to obviously find skilled players. Uh, but it's so much more than that. You know, we want people who are good people coming from good families uh, that want to be a part of our family and want to kind of, like Shannon said, and yeah, do something special to where, you know, we're, we're trying to build a legacy. Um, and obviously that doesn't come overnight, but, you know, hopefully with, uh, you know, the start that we've had, we can continue to build on it and just keep getting better from here. But um, yeah, that's it. And Shannon, you got anything else for that? No, that's really it. You know, just, we just want our kids to always be proud of where they come from. And that starts when they're 12, 13 years old and, you know, their parents bring them to a a tournament. We want little girls and little boys to say, wow, look at them. That's the team I want to bowl for. That's a lot of how kind of recruiting starts is, is having a a great program. Um, A lot of it for us, you know, junior gold is really big for us. The college combine is really big for us, but we also are constantly sitting in the office looking at YouTube because there's a lot of people that will upload their recruiting videos on YouTube but we never see them or we don't ever hear from them. And so the only way for us to find them is to get out there and search for it. So all of that word of mouth, you know, kids that have graduated out of our program and they go back home and they know young kids looking to go somewhere. That's really big for us. Um, So pretty much anything in any place, you know, we're looking to recruit them. It's really not anything special, but then what Bryce said, you know, we're, our job is to out recruit the talent that we have every year. If it's out there to get, that's our job. We're looking for the best kids around the world, not just in the United States or regionally. Mm-hmm. So, and that's how we're going to build our legacy. Is yeah, it most certainly doesn't make it easy. Uh, it's definitely difficult, but you know, we're looking. I mean, those the three main areas. You know, skilled player on the lanes, um, coachable, ready to learn, and then also, you know, one thing that. Like I kind of forgot, but it's probably the most important is ready to do well in school as well. Obviously, they're yeah. they're student athletes first, so you know the student part obviously plays a huge factor, and yeah. it's 
they can't do well in the classroom, then they're not going to bowl in the lane. So um, being ready to, you know, go be a student athlete. So what advice do you both have for a high school player, maybe a sophomore or junior, someone who's thinking about looking into a college to go to as far as what they should be looking for? I know you just mentioned academics, but how do they prepare themselves bowling? Because it's quite a big change. Going to college anytime is a big change, but then now you're going to bowl on a, you know, on a, on a high-profile program like yourself. What advice would you have for someone and what they should be looking for? I think uh, it's probably the number one question that I get asked through email and different things. Um, most importantly, experience. You know, there's nothing can really recreate the experience, whether that be through bowling, uh, junior gold, or the uh, USBC Youth Open, or Team Masters, or Team Trials. You know, any big event where you're getting competition on sport patterns. Um, you know, you see so many kids that may have success in high school bowling on house shots and then they get into college and think it's just going to be that easy and they just don't have the experience and the learning curve takes maybe a couple of years well before you know it they're a junior in college and you know if they could have learned that earlier you never know what could have happened so I think experience um, is something that you can't replace so get out there bowl as much as you can Um, it's okay to struggle and it's okay to see your average not be 210 or 220 or 230 or whatever it is and you know the typical house shot leagues um and just work from there you know you'll constantly learn go to youtube uh there's so much information you know from the ball manufacturers anymore to learning about bowling balls to ball motion and lane play and there's there's just so much you can learn strictly by you know picking up your phone anymore you don't even need a computer just pick up your phone so uh just learn as much as you can Go experience as many tough patterns and sport patterns, sport compliant type patterns as you can, and, and just go out and do it. And and how do like you mentioned, there's so much information out there. How do you how do you really sift through the information and find out um, you know what's the best kind of information for me? I mean, as far as the you know the gold uh, being a gold coach yourself, Brian. I mean, there's a lot of different theories on you know what's the best way to attack different patterns and what's the best way. Uh, to maybe increase or, or I'm sorry, to adjust or change your timing and, and stuff like that. How do you find how do you find the right information when there's such a overwhelming amount of it out there? Well, obviously, you know things like the bowling academy that USBC offers uh, stuff just from you know obviously certified coaches. I feel you know I'm a big proponent of all coaches being certified. You know, without certification, uh, you know you, you don't really know where you stand. Um, and we're about the only sport where there are some people that aren't certified doing stuff like that. Like you'd never see a physical trainer or an athletic trainer that isn't certified doing the job or a doctor or something like that. So I think the same thing with bowling, but you bring up a great point that you can, you can find some things on the internet that may get you going in the wrong direction. So most importantly, you know, I think look for a certified coach in your area. Um, the USBC bowling Academy is great. Obviously, um, a lot of the bowling manufacturers, as you know, Steve, have now sort of opened up and have their coaching. Um, they may have a quick tip or two on their websites um, or on social media that they post. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just try and make sure you you know look that way. But that is a really good question because um, I'm sure we've all seen some stuff that kind of makes us chuckle from time to time. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and I know you guys are, are – um, Shannon, go ahead if you'd I'm like to answer. 
I just want to add one more thing to that and kind of crossing back over with, you know, what kids should be prepared for. The biggest thing is when, when kids get to college, it's okay if you don't know the information a coach is asking you, but the most important thing is to not be embarrassed to ask it if you don't know it. And what I mean by that is we have a lot of players come in the program that have just never been taught kind of in our opinion, the basic information of lane play and moves and bowling balls, like surfaces, all that kind of stuff. And so the biggest thing for us is we're constantly teaching them, but a lot of times we don't know their knowledge level unless we have a conversation with them. And so we just really try to make sure that our kids know that you shouldn't be embarrassed if you don't know it. It's just our job to teach you when you get there. But going back to what Bryce said is all that stuff online that you can find is so valuable. What I would really say with a lot of the kids is years ago, we did these team USA uh, ball videos, well, lane play on the WTBA patterns. And those have been very, very useful for a lot of people. Just recently at team trials, I had two different people come up to me and say that they had watched the, the pattern video that we had done years ago in order for the next day at team trials. So people are still using those and they're still finding those beneficial. So just a little more information. And that's I'm glad you brought that up, Shannon, because I, I mean, very recently, and this happens quite often, but literally just yesterday I had somebody email me a video because they wanted advice, you know, on what's the proper ball and layout. And they said, well, I'm kind of embarrassed, uh, you know, to, to have you kind of see my game, but I think it'd be best if you select and, and they send me the video, they throw a great, you know, a yeah. lot of times maybe you're self-conscious and you think like, you know, like, oh, I'm worried about, you know, what somebody's going to say or think or, or so on and so forth. And it might be the, a perfect, absolutely wonderful question. And you might throw it, you know, you might have a game like Pete Weber and you just don't think that you're that good. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think if there's one constant in our game is that there is tons of ways to get the job done. You know, you, you see so many different styles and everything from yeah. – all across the U.S. and all across the world. So uh, there's definitely not just one way to do it. Well, great stuff. My f- final question for both of you is when you're looking at recruiting and even just um, in Team USA parts of things, the, the two-handed approach and how that is playing parts and as from the coaching perspective, how that is kind of changing how you have to coach or is it changing how you guys are coaching things? Well, I can say from the guy side, our program has a couple uh, two-handers in it. And a couple, I believe the Team USA program now has a couple two-handers in it as well. So, um, and we've been fortunate enough through the years to have some stroll through the program and have quite a bit of success. So, uh, I don't really think there's anything drastically different. Uh, there's a few physical game things that can be a little bit different, but um, you know, it's not it's not like reinventing the wheel. You know, your your object still is just to you know knock down ten pins. So. Um, you just see a little more freedom in how they get to the foul line. Uh, but, you know, nothing, I would say, groundbreaking and earth-shattering as to how you have to teach them differently. Like I said, there are a few things that are more specific to two-handers or the traditional, you know, one-handed approach, I guess you could say. Uh, but that's really about it. And on the girls' side, you know, we still haven't seen it. Um, I, I think this past year at Junior Gold, we came across one or two two-handed girls. Uh, definitely very raw. Uh, you can tell they probably haven't been doing it for that long. I'm still waiting for the time when we see somebody, a young lady who's been doing it since they're four or five, six years old, like we're seeing with the guys. 
Um, that'll be really interesting when that finally happens, because I think it will happen. It's just a matter of time. And and we've seen a few players from overseas. You know, we did some uh, coaching clinics in Japan, and we saw some younger female players that with two-handed that looked uh, looked pretty phenomenal. So I think we're definitely going to see that. So, all right. Well, well uh, we're hey. Gonna need, we're going to need those names. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I will send you the email address. I know Gordon would be upset if I. You know, if I review, yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, thanks, uh, thanks so much, you guys, for ha- loved having you guys on, and uh, always a pleasure, and definitely thanks for all you, all you guys do for bowling. Thank you. Same, right back at you. Yeah, definitely our pleasure to be on, and anytime you need something, don't holler or don't hesitate to holler.